Hello, one and all, and welcome back to another episode of the DOS and D Show. As always, we're so grateful to have your company. Thank you for joining us. Now, before we get into today's episode, we need to stress that this one is a little R-rated, and if you have young kids in the car or within earshot, we advise you listen at a more appropriate time. Today's episode might just be the most explicit one we've done to date and features Catherine Lyle. Catherine is the founder and owner of Integrated Men's Health, which specializes in sexual health, porn addiction, mental health, and sexual abuse. We didn't waste any time diving into the deep topics as we talked about the scientific effects porn has on a person and how quickly it can become an addiction or lead to brain damage, but more surprisingly, the side effects it has on people that aren't openly spoken about. So yes guys, we covered erectile dysfunction and performance issues along with mental health and physical blemishes. We talked about how porn affects your sex life and how it can ruin intimacy between partners, why sex suffers as relationships last longer, and kinks that men and women have that are a direct link to watching porn. And may I add a couple of our own personal experiences too. We touch on overcoming addiction and how our lives improve when we don't have porn in it, as well as preventing kids being exposed to it. Catherine is so open and not afraid to talk about the things that as a society we still are talking about openly. There's so much to take out of this episode and really make you think about an area that perhaps you haven't before. So now, here's our podcast with Catherine. Enjoy. Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Doss, you ready to dive into a tough topic today? Mate, it's uh, something we haven't really spoken in depth about, but um, I'm excited for it. I am too. So we're going to welcome straight in, you would have heard in the intro what we're talking about today. Catherine Lyle, welcome to the Doss and D Show. Hi, how are you going? I'm going very well. How are you? You've been very busy. Very, very busy. Yeah, book launch is coming up in five days. So <laughs> I'm on the interview trail at the moment and showcasing the business. And yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Let's just tuck straight into it. All right. Uh, I would love to actually, if you could, just give us a, a brief, quick background on, I guess, what you do, what you specialize in, just quickly. Yeah, so I'm a men's health and porn addiction specialist uh, in Melbourne, but I treat men all over the globe and my business is Integrated Men's Health. Awesome. So we're going to get straight into porn because that's what we're here to talk about today. So (laughs) when does porn become a problem, Catherine? How often do we watch it when it becomes an issue and actually starts to affect our lives and like you talk about, erectile dysfunction? Yep. Okay. So... Most men are watching porn um, and we're starting to see women come through as a, especially the 20 somethings are watching a lot of porn as well. And by definition, if you're watching it more than once a month, um, you, you will have um, a number of issues, including erectile dysfunction. And by that, we define that as not being able to get an erection, not being able to maintain an erection, premature ejaculation, and also difficulty reaching orgasm. So, you know, it's not a white coat definition, like the, the lab coat kind of doctor put a wafer under your tongue, you know, it's, it's age, it's medications, it's smoking, it's diabetes. It doesn't, it doesn't apply here. And I'm seeing a hundred percent of my clients and it is 100%. I have never, ever met a client that had ED, any of those things that wasn't watching porn. 
even the old guys. So I've got guys in their 60s and 70s. I've got guys that, that smoke. They've got diabetes. They're on blood pressure medications and antidepressants. And all of those things can cause ED. But when we take away porn, their erections start to return. So it's a bit of a myth out there in the medical world that all of these things, I mean, obviously they contribute to erectile dysfunction, but no one, either urologists, the GPs, they're not looking at porn as the cause. And it's 100% of, and I've treated over 4,000 men, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, and I've talked to over 25,000 men uh, online. So I've got a bit of a, <laughs> a good snapshot of society. You're qualified. <laughs> so to put it into perspective, or why does porn make your penis stop working, I guess, essentially, mm -hmm. like your ED, yeah. you're talking about, why does porn do that? So there's a number of things that happen. Um, when you watch porn, your brain produces a whole lot of chemicals and hormones and floods the body. So it's that feel good chemical reaction. So if you're watching porn by itself without masturbating, you wouldn't have the same reaction. I mean, porn's exciting, but when you start to couple that with pleasure in the body, you have a massive love cocktail going on and it's oxytocin, serotonin and dopamine. And when that happens, the brain has to adjust itself. If you were gonna watch porn say you're 17 you just got a smartphone and your mates are sending you stuff i doubt that you're going to watch it once and then just put the phone away <laughs> so we're talking about let's say you're watching it every single day for a week that's all it takes to get addicted to porn now it's not a sexual addiction it's not a or it's not a sex addiction i should say and it's not a behavioral addiction it is a neural addiction so your brain has to change itself because it's not used to if you if you replace the the word porn with cocaine the brain's like you know amped up on these chemicals and hormones and it can't actually survive at that rate if you're doing it every single day so it starts to change itself to accommodate for all the chemicals and hormones and when it does that the brain changes and then it relies on that level of chemicals and hormones to be produced right so you might start off you're watching it once a month it might be then once every fortnight then it might be you know a couple of times a week and then it's like an everyday thing what's happening there is the brain is trying to get its fix its drug fix just like if you took cocaine every day for a week there's no way that you would just oh that's it i'm done you know the brain's like uh, uh i have other you know plans for you and the brain starts to hunt for this and this is where we take away the shame because the men don't have a choice the women don't have a choice that have this addiction, right? Because the brain needs, it's like that crack cocaine thing. When people start to come off drugs, the brain is in starvation. So when you ejaculate, all of those chemicals and hormones are released out of the body and they, and they what goes up must come down. And when that happens, prolactin goes up in the body. Prolactin is another hormone that causes erectile dysfunction. All right, so the, the more you masturbate and the more you ejaculate, the more likely you are to have erectile dysfunction which makes no sense i know it's like the reverse of what everyone thinks there's a couple of other things going on there as well i call it the greyhound race so you know the little white rabbit that runs around and the dogs are like i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it no dog has ever caught that rabbit right and so that's what porn addiction is like you're always chasing the little white rabbit so you're chasing that fix and that stimulation and that thing that gets you going and that video that you watched yesterday isn't what you're going to watch today so you fast forward or you get another video and and you're constantly chasing this little white rabbit and your brain will never catch it and this is the thing you'll never be satisfied and a lot of the times when men are watching or women are watching porn a lot 
there's this empty feeling when they, when they actually do ejaculate and it's this tiny little orgasm that comes from, you know, the groin and we call that a localized orgasm. Orgasm is meant to travel up through the body. Erections are meant to occur through an arousal system. The limbic system in the brain is the arousal system, which is your five senses. So you might be going down the beach and it's sunny and you can smell the stuff in the air and you can smell, you know, the tanning lotion and whatever and you start to get turned on. That's the limbic system. That's how we're meant to get turned on. That's a natural reaction. It might be from texting someone. It might be an intellectual thing, but you're being naturally turned on. But when you watch porn, you're, you're basically saying to your little guy down there, come on, let's go. Come on, come on. I need to get turned on. I need to get turned on. And this isn't doing it for me. And I can't hear these people and oh, she's ugly. And I'm going to fast forward through there. So the poor penis <laughs> is like, what is going on? So no man ever sits down to watch porn when he has a habit with a raging, raging heart on. It just never happens, right? So it's the other way around. So it's like, it's four o'clock or it's when I get home from work or it's first thing in the morning or my wife isn't home right now yeah. and I'm gonna go home. You know, my kids are out at the park and I can quickly do this. So it's this reverse reaction of what is naturally happening. The sexual energy is kundalini that runs up the spine. It then gets the, the tingles, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck. And when you're horny, you know that feeling, right? You're like, ooh, this is really amazing. But not the horny in front of a computer screen. We're talking about the horny that happens naturally. You know, you might wake up with an, with an erection or something, right? So when, when you're um, tapping into that natural sexual reaction, you'll get blood flow to the penis and then you'll get a, re a reaction which is the erection and that doesn't happen when you introduce porn into the situation because you're, you're coming from here the frontal lobe in the brain the eyes and then you're like come on let's go right so you're overstimulating the brain and you're desensitizing the penis and if you do that over time i mean i talk to 17 year olds that are impotent and that's a very, very common thing at the moment. These kids are coming through with complete impotence. So if you try and masturbate without porn, you're going to see what's actually happening there. So that's a bit of a, a thing for people to do. If I had a dollar for every guy that said, I've got a high sex drive and I have no erectile dysfunction, and we even did surveys and it came back 45%, but it's actually closer to 99%. But they don't realize they don't realize because they're not masturbating without it. I want to ask Catherine because we've grown up in a, a porn era, so to speak. So now it's yeah. very accessible. All the kids now, I don't know how young people start watching. I mean, for us, it was probably, how old were we? 14, 15, yeah, maybe 40. younger. Yeah. Now it's probably getting younger and younger. So you have all these years of build up and expectations. And then you come to the, the big moment in your life, which everybody looks forward to. And you're about to lose your virginity if you're male or female or whatever, and with whoever. And you have these high expectations because like you said, chasing the rabbit in the greyhound race. And that's interesting because if that's seven years of watching porn and you're upping it and upping it and upping it, how does it affect your actual sex life when you come to an age where you actually have a sexual partner, male and female? I use the word brutalized and it's going to sound harsh, but what you've done is you've brutalized your system. So you've brutalized your brain. It causes brain damage, right? So the frontal lobe is affected, as I mentioned before. So frontal lobe is the control panel of your personality. So when men have a lot of shame around this and they can't give it up, what they're trying to do is change who they are. 
they're trying to lose their identity by giving it up, right? So it's become ingrained in your personality because it is your frontal lobe. So your frontal lobe is um, memory, focus, concentration, depression, and anxiety comes from there as well, as well as emotional expression. So that all the this thing about men can't ask for help and they can't talk about how they feel, and that's because you've you've brutalized your brain, right? And and the brain damage is actually worse than a heroin addict. And we've got scans online that you can actually Google and see those. When it comes to, you know, you've got erectile dysfunction, you've got brain damage, you've also got this rush of chemicals and hormones that you're used to around sexual activity. So when it comes to a female who is probably nervous as hell, she's vulnerable and doesn't want to kind of take her top off and she's in her head a lot, and women need to relax to really enjoy sex, right? They need to feel loved, even if it's a one night stand, right? They need to feel honored and, and treasured and, and connected. Like we're talking about a woman that doesn't watch porn, by the way, because someone that does, then they've got the same affliction, right? So then you've got this guy or this kid coming along who, who then has brain damage, erectile dysfunction, performance anxiety, anxiety, depression, isn't sure if his penis is gonna work or he assumes it is, but it doesn't. If you're not getting an erection from kissing a woman, then something is wrong. Yeah. Growing up, like in our friendship group, we would give each other shit if that was happening. Like we used to joke about that. Yeah. Like you should not, what, you're kissing someone and you- Get a boner. Like what? Yeah, yeah like- That's so interesting <laughs> you said that. Yeah, no, that's the standard, if you like. So, you know, wow. we know men can get erections on trains and buses and, you know, on your bike and, and the vibration and movements and morning wood, which is, you know, first thing in the morning. But that's also a bladder, you know, situation as well. Piss fat, we know about piss fats. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's, it's all about natural kind of a reaction in the body. So, um, and I can say this because I've treated 22 men now who, who in my career, only 22 have not watched porn their whole life, right? So I, I have taken, um, you know, results from my survey in 2018. I started a survey, but also in person, I asked them, they've, they've got to fill in a four page document and we go through everything. And there's only been 22 of them. And when they come in, I'm like, you're number 22. And they're like, what? So, you know, their energy, their erections, their energy, their their connection. Well, as soon as I put my hands on them, my whole body goes into like tingles and I'm like, whew, the energy is really, really full on. You don't get that with someone who watches porn. I work from vibration, right? Energy, vibration, frequency. And so a psychologist will tell you and diagnose you that you have, you know, this problem or bipolar or you have depression or clinical depression or all the things. I don't sit in that space and a lot of people don't in the alternative field. We, because I'm a kinesiologist, we sit in, where is your vibration at? So someone with a low vibration will move slow, talk slow, Netflix, pajamas, not go to the shop. Someone with a high vibration, like me, <laughs> at the moment will talk fast, be doing 50 million things at once. Those people can crash, obviously, you can't be at high vibration all the time, but people that swing, that that's not good either. I say this to people, if you want to, capture in a jar the essence of porn addiction so watching porn all the time ejaculating all the time which is really unhealthy for you we can talk about that why that is unhealthy we teach men to have orgasm without ejaculation because you're losing nutrients and minerals you're losing your sexual energy you're losing your chi so if you were to to bottle that person uh, and take away the personality and the judgment and everything if you were just to put it in a jar and have the essence of porn addiction you've got a seriously low vibration there and if you add in peak and coke and you know any gambling and gaming and and what and alcohol and and drugs and 
you've got someone at a really low vibration there's no judgment on any of this because my job is to get you out of that low vibration so it starts with porn so if you come to see me for mental health issues and you're watching porn and you don't want to work on the porn that that's impossible right it's like treating an ice addict for smoking yeah. <laughs> right so all these male leaders out there are running these retreats and like three thousand dollar five thousand dollar programs and stuff you can't expect someone who has brain damage at that level, especially men in their 40s and 50s, to then change, <laughs> change their behaviors, become a better man, become a better husband. Of course they can, but if they've got this brain damage sitting there and they're still watching porn and they're not, that hasn't even been looked at or addressed, it's, it's literally you have no chance. Of, of fixing anything else there because there's a, a serious addiction sitting there that's been there since most guys were like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, and it's even younger now. It's about five to eight Whoa. is when kids kids are first seeing porn. And I do treat wow. men in their, I treat men in their 40s and 50s who have seen porn since age five. Now that's, that's quite rare because back then it was magazines. There wasn't even a VHS at, at, that, at that point. So, abuse often you know goes with this of bad parenting and you know all the things i guess I, and i just want to quickly share like with me we were talking just before we got on the zoom with you but we were like oh do you remember your first time watching porn and we kind of were were sharing a couple of stories and i, I just remember as it might have been 10 or 11 and one of my good friends and you know you're, you're trying to flick through the movie channels on foxtel to find you know, a, yeah. a movie that might have some boobs in it. Anyone that had Fox, yeah. Though, yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> there was just always that urge. And then it yeah. started, then, then it was, you know, going to Google and typing in boobs on Google yeah. or like, yeah. you know, and then you just grow older and older and find more and more websites. And it's just, it's really crazy how early we do it. But I wanted to ask Catherine, how often should males masturbate or ejaculate? You're saying that we do it too much. What, what is the right amount? Mm. Yeah. So I don't know if you've heard of semen retention. It's a tantric uh, methodology and the Buddhists, or, or I don't know if they actually orgasm, so I won't quote that, but it's the art of learning how to have full body orgasms. So orgasms meant to actually travel up through your chakra system. You're meant to have a mind blowing experience. It'll feel like a lid is about to blow off the top of your head. That's how orgasm is meant to be. But everyone kind of clenches and tenses and, and, and holds it in and holds their breath. And if you're watching porn, you'll have tiny orgasms, right? Even if you think they're big, trust me, you haven't had a big one. <laughs> so that's full body orgasm is that, and it can travel down the arms. It can come out from your belly. It'll feel like the whole room is like, you know some big um explosion we also teach men how to have orgasm without ejaculation so orgasm and ejaculation are separate processes that normally occur at the same time and most men don't know this so this might be a, a new thing for listeners it's a, the art when i say art you can't just press a button because if you could i'd be very rich um, you have to teach people how to do breath work how to do energy work and how to move the orgasm internally instead of externally which is it resulting in ejaculation so ejaculation is a is a biological reproductive process that comes from the testicles and the prostate and uh, i know men like to um consider it like paintball sometimes like where do you want me to come yeah. where do you want this you know and it, do you want it all over your face and stuff like that now there's nothing against people can do whatever they like right but in terms of the feeling because when guys first approach me they're like I don't want to not have that feeling, you know, because I'm, I'm all for masturbation. I teach conscious self-pleasure. 
But when you say to them, no, 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 that's the orgasm, that feeling of the, you know, is, is the orgasm and it's not the ejaculation. So we separate the two. So they learn to have multiple orgasms and orgasms without ejaculation. That's what the definition of semen retention is. There's also NoFap, if everyone's heard of NoFap, yeah. and NoFap throws the baby out with the bathwater, puts your brain into scarcity and, and says, let's get rid of all male sexuality and let's just go without. It, it doesn't work so, yeah. because you're putting your brain into scarcity. You'll, your energy will drop down because you're actually depleted of sexual energy anyway. But when you stop watching porn, you realize that you'll feel really, really tired. So this is why my programs support guys in that we do sleep meditation. We do Qigong. We do things to actually get the energy going again. So when the energy starts to pick up for the no fat guys, they're like boobs everywhere because they've got this hyper frontality, which is, You've had too much testosterone being produced in your body from masturbating and watching porn. So everything, the girl at the supermarket, you know, you have to go home and masturbate. That's why NoFap doesn't work because people are just relapsing and, and going yeah. like this. When you ejaculate, you lose half your daily zinc. Now, zinc is the number one mineral that men should be taking. Can't prescribe to the group, obviously, but zinc helps the body produce testosterone naturally. If you don't have enough zinc in your diet, which none of us do, we don't produce it naturally. Same with women. You have to be taking zinc because you lose half your daily zinc. Say if you have no zinc and then you ejaculate every day, you have a zinc deficiency. Now, zinc and copper work together in the body. They're called cofactors. When zinc goes down and you have a zinc deficiency, you end up with a copper toxicity. And if you Google copper toxicity, you'll see the definition of what everyone thinks a porn addict looks like. Greasy skin, acne, losing his hair, in the basement, just like low moods, poor mental health. That is what a cop copper toxicity is. So all these people that have shame around the actual act of watching porn and, and the, you know, we know it's degrading to women and all that stuff, but I don't come from that perspective because there's science going on in your body. And when you ejaculate, you lose half your daily zinc, you lose selenium. Selenium keeps the prostate healthy. The other thing that you're doing when you're producing a whole lot of chemicals and hormones is too much of that affects the prostate as well. So I'm linking prostate cancer to porn addiction at the wow. moment and being very brave. So once a week is my recommendation to answer your question. Once a week ejaculation, but we teach you to masturbate every second day without ejaculation to put pressure on the body to actually learn how to breathe through that and get the energy to travel up your spine. So there's, there's techniques involved, but once a week for more than 20 minutes. Everyone's like, what? They like have a quick one in the shower or I just got to get it out or, you know, because porn makes you come quicker as well that's why everyone has premature ejaculation when it comes to a woman because they can't actually they've trained their body to go quickly they've trained their body to watch porn they've trained their body this is what turns me on this is what gives me the erection so masturbation is training and we have to train you differently you've conditioned yourself a certain way you don't know what your body can do. I do. And so I'm going to teach you how to actually have multiple orgasms, do the energy work, learn how to breathe while you're masturbating, closing your eyes, activating the limbic system. So you're not taste unless you want to eat while you're masturbating, but the other four senses touch, um, sound, you make sound while you're masturbating, you listen to music, you use coconut oil to change the sense of touch, you close your eyes so that you activate the other senses and you start to scratch and touch other parts of your body while you're edging and masturbating so that the energy starts to move around the body. 
I talk about it in terms of Lunar Park. So you're gonna, we're going to light you up like Lunar Park because your Lunar Park is dormant and dead and not open at the moment. I want to ask Catherine, I mean, that's very fascinating, <coughs> but I want to ask too about, we had a conversation, like we mentioned, we were talking this morning and we're talking, there's that old sort of joke that when you get married and you stop having sex with your partner. So I was interested, <laughs> how do you actually work with your partner? Because I'd love you to answer, when you work with men that are a little bit older and perhaps married or in long-term relationships and sex becomes less and less and less. I mean, we've all kind of experienced that, haven't we, in, in our relationships where it starts to die down. Is this affected by watching porn or is it also like you said earlier abusive partners where the first time you have sex with somebody new and you're doing all these things that you've seen in in porn that isn't real life some women really like it some women don't there's so many questions where's even the line but (laughs) we don't know i suppose it's consent but yeah i just want to know how do you work with your partner through all this so if someone We'll say men or women or both are watching porn in the relationship. Your your relationship has no chance long term, sexually. I mean, and then if sex goes, everything. I'm I'm a firm believer. If the second you stop stop kissing your partner, you've you lost the intimacy, and and the intimacy is what leads into sex. And if that's gone, you are just friends living in a house. You might love each other. You might have kids. You might not want to leave because it's all great. And men often say to me, "It's all great." except for this. And I'm like, but that is everything, right? <laughs> right. So I ask men how, how high they value sex out of 10, right? And they always say seven. And we do a bit of a values exercise around it. And I say to them, why isn't it 10? And through the years and asking men all of these questions, I've discovered that men normally have a crazy sex partner before they settle down. There's normally one girl, like, so I'll say to them, what's happening in your marriage? It's nearly every day guys are coming in. It's the same story. They all think this is only happening to me. It's happening to every single guy that's married, right? There's no sex. The sex is slowed down. They can't talk about the sex to their partner. The partner is defensive when they do bring it up and the partner is accommodating them. It's like that once a month charity fuck, basically. Yeah. I don't know if I can swear. There's no intimacy, like you said. It's just, yeah. It's just, I'll give him a a free pass tonight or I've had a few wines and, you know, he knows that that's, you know, it's it's this bullshit that's happening in, in relationships and there's no communication, there's no intimacy, there's no connection. Well, that's why guys say seven, right? So when I say to them, what's happening in your marriage now? Has she always been that way? Oh, you know, it was pretty good at the start, right? Everyone says that because the oxytocin is off its head. When you first meet someone, it's new, it's exciting. But if you've got someone that's got a porn addiction there, that thrill wears off very quickly, right? So I've, I've treated men who are 19 and up to 22, and there's a bit of a theme going on there that they can... They can get an erection and and be madly, you know, in there doing their thing. The first time they're having sex with someone, but then the second time things start to get a little bit less of an erection and less of, you know, the thrill. And then after that, bang, gone, next. And this is what's happening out there in the dating scene is the men are getting performance anxiety or they already have it and they can't 
last past one or two sessions with women. So they're not committing to relationships because they don't get that thrill, right? So men say seven out of 10 because they don't want to look like crazy sex crazed men. That's what I've said. And I say to them, well, it's 10 out of 10 for me. Sex is so important. If someone's shit in the sack or doesn't value me or honor me or starts choking me or whatever, they're gone. Right. It's, it's the basis of a relationship and an intimate relationship. And when I say it's 10 out of 10 for me, they're like, oh, my God. And I say, why isn't it 10 for you? And it's like, oh, because sex isn't everything. And so they've conditioned themselves to be OK with not having sex in their relationship. Now, I didn't say to them, where do you put sex as a priority? Because we know love is important. Kids are important. Family's important. You know, communication, intellect. But attraction, if that's not there, you're not having an intimate relationship. And then we find out, I say, we'll go back to just before your wife, who who was there? And they go, oh, <laughs> she, she, whoa, she was like, and I'm Kinky. like, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say, did she have mental health issues? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did she stalk you by any chance? Oh, yeah, she was full on. Ooh, and what was she like in the, sec, in the sack? She was crazy, crazy. She would do anything, all the things in porn, all the things. And I'm like, okay. So what men do is they go, they, they categorize, they think about women as there's that type of woman that gives me that kind of experience and then I've got to settle down now. That's not coming home to meet my mum. I'm going to go with plain Jane, let's say, where their sex values don't meet. The other one didn't meet either. The other one was just like, you know, they'll often say it was too much for me all right? and I couldn't sustain it long term. But then they've swung from one extreme to the other where they're now dating someone who, who really doesn't value sex highly, but they're attractive and they tick all the, you know, the wife boxes. And then so when your values disregarded, they turn into voids. So you start resenting the person, you start drinking to fill the void, you start watching porn because you're not getting boobs and you're not getting that, you know, satisfaction. Would you be able to please say there's a young fella, 24, 25 listening, he's with his partner and he is listening to this and going, this is exactly what's happening to me. We're yep. engaged. We're not having sex. Yep. We've got our mortgage. We're planning on the kids. This is already the beginning. How do you start the conversation with your partner? There is a guide on my website that's uh, how to t tell your woman you've got a porn, you, you watch porn or you've got a porn addiction. Um, like we, we said before, anything more than once a month is a porn addiction. Um, so people need to take a look at this in their lives. And, you know, if you're watching it once a month and only masturbating once a month, then you have a porn addiction, hands down. If you're not watching, if you're not masturbating without porn, it doesn't matter how often you're watching it you have a porn addiction and, you know, and then there's the guy that's been watching it 36 times a day, every day. He was 16 when he contacted me, he's very unwell and he has to have a double hip replacement, bone marrow transplant. He's really, really sick from ejaculating so much and depleting his energy. So, You've got, to, you've got to work out in that scale, where do I sit with this and how has it affected your life? So you're not going to know you've got brain damage. You're not going to know necessarily that you've got erectile dysfunction until you actually try one of my things and, you know, try and masturbate without it, try and do the breathing. And it's like, whoa, this isn't working. Um, so telling your partner, I've never met a man ever, and I've asked every single one of them that has told their partner, has told them, although say she knows I watch, uh, and I'm like, does she know how often you watch? Does she know what you're telling me? Does she know about the content that you're watching and that you're watching it at work, that you're watching it in the car? Well, no. All right. So 
it's important that you, you've got to get clear with it yourself. You have to, I believe you have to start doing the work yourself before you start to tell someone else. There is a guide on my website and where I wrote that, um, it was a joint project that uh, a male leader and I put together because he had a porn addiction. So he was quite triggered by my reactions. We were pretending that we were, you know, together and that he was telling me and I'm like, you can't say that. And, and he's like, well, you can't say that, <laughs> right? Cause the women get super triggered. They feel like they've been betrayed and cheated on. Even if they're okay, or they, they're confused about what that means in terms of watching porn, they, they feel betrayed because you were going behind their backs and doing something for 20 years that they didn't know about. So you've got to be really careful. Start when you're young. Like you said, you've got these 26 year olds. I had a guy that was suicidal. He, he contacted me from the car park in Bunnings and said, I think I'm going to kill myself. And I said, what is going on? Uh, and I have to be really careful with these calls. And you don't, you, you, I just, I can't, I'm working. I can't go and meet them. I, you know, I, and I don't necessarily send people to Lifeline and things like that because um, I, I just go quickly into it. Are you watching porn? Yep. How old are you? 27. Married. Being married a year. She's not having sex with me. I'm stressed from the work and the mortgage and whatever. I don't want to live anymore. And I'm like, okay, so we have to get you off the porn. We have to get you to talk to your partner and we have to get this mental health stuff from the porn addiction. We'll sort that out as well. He's like, right. And he booked in. He, I just happened to be free that day and he came in that day. So it's, it's quick work that we do. No fluffing around. You don't go to a psychologist for 10 years and, and, you know, and, and have cold showers and then call yourself a reformed porn addict. That doesn't sit with me, right? No one is a reformed porn addict. You had an addiction. You used to watch porn. We fixed it. Move on with your life. Right? We do the recovery on the brain. We have supplements that we give you. Um, you have exercises to retrain the brain and, and reprogram the neural pathways. There's lots and lots of stuff that we can do. And I don't recommend anyone go to a psychologist over this, which is going to be a bit controversial, but they will just talk to you about it and you'll just talk to them. Right? And, and that doesn't get you anywhere. This stuff sits in the body. You've got your brain, you've got energy systems that are brutalized from, you know, the, the Kundalini, the sexual energy is gone. I do Kundalini activation. Kundalini activation is when um, you activate someone's sexual energy on purpose, but it's their life force energy. And it's like two snakes called up at the base of the spine. And when you activate it, the snakes go up through the spine, through the chakra system, up to the back of the neck and the head, and the body starts to convulse, right? It's like an ab clench, like you're falling asleep. It's like a jolt. That's what starts to happen. So it's a quantum wave and I can work with their energy until they start to move and vibrate. And when we do that, we're working on a cellular level. I'm working with their organs, their glands, their chakras, their brain, their mindset, their belief systems in what their body can actually do. And then they don't feel like watching porn again. It literally obliterates. We, we don't know exactly how that happens, but it is the cure for porn addiction. So talk therapy, eh, doesn't do anything. Um, you really got to get into the body, do the masturbation homework, conscious self-pleasure. It's really important. I saw it, by the way, I saw on your website, I saw a demonstration of the Kundalini. It's, you can physically, I recommend people to go have a look because you can actually yeah. see the body move and jolt and it's really powerful. Just before we move on from the relationship side of things, because I think we've all experienced when you're about to leave a relationship or they can sense a relationship's leaving and suddenly you have the best sex you've ever had with that partner and it's almost <laughs> like you know like i've experienced it me too yeah like yeah. We've, i think we a lot of people have break up sex yeah, yeah basically <laughs> but but i want to know too about when you start a relationship because 
living in this like porn era where so many people more open to so many things or have different kinks and they want you to do this straight away and do that. What happens when your partner says, I want to watch porn together? Like while we yeah. have sex, is that something like, is, is there any way porn can be healthy at all? No. <laughs> okay, good answer. And, I, and, I'm not a, and I'm not a sex negative person. I have watched porn. I have looked into it myself. You know, the first time I saw porn was, you know, someone threw in a magazine into the duck pond and we were probably eight or ten. You know, I've, I've seen it. I've researched it. I've tried to find something that turned me on. I'm not uh, a nun, as everyone says. You would have just <laughs> conceived your two children. You haven't had sex. I teach men how to have sex properly, you know, and how to masturbate properly. So, so we're not sex negative. However, there's lots of arguments. Men are visual. There's a lot of stuff in my book around that, what that actually means. Men are visual, but the visual construct, it's not, I need to see, like you're visually stimulated, but you don't need to watch porn to actually be stimulated, right? And, and they don't understand that because they've been doing it their whole lives. Ethical porn, there's an argument around that all the time. It, the content is irrelevant because if you're having a chemical reaction in the body, in the brain, your brain thinks it's happening to you, right? The subconscious mind, if you're watching sex and you think of all the sex acts that you've watched, the subconscious mind, if you're having a chemical reaction, which you will be, your brain thinks it's happening to you. And there's a bonding hormone that comes around in that as well, the oxytocin. So all of the things that have happened to you there, you then go into a relationship or a real person and your brain is like, this is vanilla sex. Like I want to, you know, I want to, you know, mix this up. I want to spit and I want to choke and I want to slap and I want to pull your hair and you know men are doing that I can guarantee you men are doing that um, from personal experience without asking <laughs> any consent without looking at what they've got in front of them without seeing women as a blank canvas but the the ethical porn is irrelevant the content is irrelevant whether it's violent porn or ethical porn your brain is still addicted to porn it's still addicted to itself the chemical reaction so watching as a couple that's no good either because if you are introducing anything anything external into your relationship you are ignoring the issues of why you're actually doing that so people will say i need to spice my up my sex life okay why why do you need to spice it up what's going on there do you both watch porn and that there's not enough going on for you you're not getting that satisfying you know chemical reaction go to a tantric retreat learn how to connect learn how to connect without you know, the porn, learn to communicate. Maybe there's no communication there. Maybe you're not asking for what you want, right? So I know you've, we've spoken before and you've mentioned, um, you know, the girls that are asking to be slapped and, and choked and stuff and spat on. Spat yeah. on and, and that frightens me because. That's it. And by um, the way, that's like, I was saying to Doss this morning, like, and I know a lot of guys will relate. That's in the first time of like sleeping with someone. Like I, I remember clear as day, like one experience years ago where, I was just told like sit there so i sat on the bed and she went out of the room and she came back and she yeah. just like threw a bunch of bondage stuff at me and I, to be honest i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> but she's like um and then she's like spit on me do this slap me and I, and I, I physically i said i'm not slapping you like i can't she's like yeah slap yeah. me in the face i'm like i'm not doing no. that and no just, and consent yeah. works both ways right mm. so so there's a problem there and 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 we don't want to be judgmental on people and fetishes and all that you can do whatever yeah. you like but if you look at sex addiction, if you look at people swingers parties, if you look at um, fetishes and bondage and all that stuff, there's always porn involved. I, I treat a lot of guys that um, are straight 
And if you ask them, they want to, you know, they're in their 20s or early 30s. They do want to have a relationship with a woman and they do want to have kids and, and have the, the house and everything. But they're stuck in this vortex of transgender stuff and, and gay porn. They're questioning their sexuality. You have to keep bringing them back to, you know, what is it that you really want in life? I want purpose. I want a family. I want, you know, love why are you meeting with transgender people in the toilets? And there's no judgment on transgender, by the way, right? So I have transgender clients as well. But it's this thing that it's turning into something else and it always will. Porn addiction will always turn into something else. You'll either cheat, you'll go for massages, rub and tugs, you'll go, you know, sex workers, you'll go um, even dating sites, not even meeting anyone. You'll just be getting that thrill because porn mm. is boring. And so I have actually researched serial killers in my new book and uh and that's the reason why because i wanted to to go from you know kids and teens and what it's doing to them to the extreme of how it ends up domestic violence sex trafficking pedophilia serial killers it all comes back to porn can you talk quickly sorry to, no, no, you're fine, you're fine. just can you talk because i know everyone knows about ted bundy because it's been yep. so big over, and i know we spoke about this on the phone the other day and that's been a big thing over the last two years movies made documentaries and then i remember watching and i said to you like one of his last tapes before he was killed and he was admitting to some of his you know murders but he linked it all back to porn addiction ted bundy is somebody that most people have heard of can you talk about because i know yeah. you've researched it extensively his porn addiction and how it yeah, led him down that path yeah, so I saw the documentaries on Netflix. When everyone sees something around porn, they send it to me. So they started to send me, you know, there were videos out there. He did a video before he was executed on how he blames porn for everything that's happened to him. I think he was around five and that's the age that I'm seeing it at. That's why I did the research. You know, you're just writing serial killer and pornography in, in Google and boy, that was an interesting week just going down that rabbit hole. Most of them, you know, I wanted to know if they'd been sexually abused, which was very, very common as well and whether or not they saw porn, you know, at a really young age. And, and the answer was yes. So they've all been exposed to porn in an unnatural way as well. So by a parent or there was sexual abuse by a, you know, a family member and porn was involved. It's a very, very common journey for men that have been exposed and women as well. So when kids are exposed to things that are inappropriate for their age, because they can't understand it. Now, don't get me wrong, kids are born sexual beings. They're playing with their penises, they're getting erections, they're playing doctors and nurses as kids. They wanna see each other's bits and pieces. Mm. They understand a kiss from a boy is, you know, a thing. And then they go through a phase where they're like, get off me, I'll kick you in the nuts. Like, you know, yeah. there's kids Kids are born sexual beings because it's energy. Sex, Sexual energy is is what's there. We're not talking about actual sex, right? Sexual beings. But when you interfere with the kids at that age and you make them grow up and give them adult content or adult, you know, sexual abuse, we know it just fucks them up for the rest of their life. They've got no chance. So the men that um, have been sexually abused and it's and it's very common and they people don't talk about this enough. I would say it's about one in three have been sexually abused that I see as a child and they haven't told anyone, but they're the guys that tend to watch more porn. They, they tend to go and get the massages all the time. So there's thing, this urge that they don't understand and it's confusing for them that they have to be touched all the time. 
and they're recreating kind of what happened to them as a kid but it's so confusing and there's a lot of shame around it if you add in like the ted bundy stuff you got all that sexual violence that's where he says he learned was these violent sex porn magazines because it was just magazines back then but all of the guys that i studied they all talk about pornography they actually the killer actually talks about pornography and how it's shaped their their lives so porn always turns into something else and that's the the, the chapter's called from porn to predator you know we don't want to shame people in this it's really important they understand it's a chemical reaction in your body you will have brain damage you can't stop that from happening you can repair it and 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 have an addiction recovery but it will keep going with or without you, whether or you're a good person or not. You know, all of these guys that I treat, they're all good people because I won't treat someone that watches child porn or disrespects me or tries to. It's really important that we understand that this happens to everyone. <laughs> it's 90, it's over 90% of men. About the third of the tra traffic on Pornhub is women. And we're seeing it come through more and more and more as the norm. And, you know, and the spitting and the choking and stuff, you, that's, that's sexual violence. That's what that is, right? So you getting thrown on the, on the bed and told what to do is sexual violence because you haven't had a discussion around consent and boundaries. You're not comfortable in what's happening, even though you're like, all right, let's try this kind of thing. That often leads to trauma. So when you go into something and think, like women are quite intimidated by men sexually, especially if there's been um, trauma involved in the in the past around sexual abuse. They'll kind of go with the flow, hoping for the best and not wanting to seem a prude or needy or insecure or uncomfortable in their own bodies. So they'll go through with things and then be traumatized for the rest of their life after that. And that can happen to women watching porn as well. You know, you're dating a guy and he's like, let's watch porn. And you go, oh, okay. Cause you don't want to be like, no, I'm a strong woman and I don't want to watch that. And I have a boundary and you know, women will go along with it if they really like someone. And I've done that myself. And I'm just sitting there laughing and he's like, you're ruining it. And I'm like, it's, it's, you do not want to watch porn with me, right? Because it's gross. It's funny. It's stupid. It's all of these things, but it's traumatizing for women. The first time I saw porn, I was 17 and all the boys from school, we had a free period. They were watching it at my boyfriend's house and it was a gangbang around a spa. And that was, I hadn't had sex at that age and I hadn't had any sex education either, except for science. And so that was my first view on sex. And I panicked. I thought I can't get nude and sit around a spa with 50 people and have sex. We're shaping minds and the minds are damaged and the damage is, you know, your brain keeps developing to the age of 27, I think for, uh, for men. So they're dropping out of school. They're not able to function and concentrate. They're, they're st wanting to try things that women don't want to try. And so they're, they're backing out quickly of relationships and commitment. And it's just a big fat mess. And, and you're going to end up doing something else outside of your relationship or outside of your scope of what you want to do and what you value in life. I'm really intrigued about the word shame because that's from a personal perspective. Whenever I watch porn, I, literally nearly every time, you finish watching porn and you go, why did I do that? Yeah. Um, I just hate, like, I just know every other guy listening would probably feel the same way. 
Yep. There's a couple of things that are happening with that because so when you ejaculate, your your nuts actually go into what we call an ejaculation hangover. So you've got this crash of chemicals. The feel-good chemicals are crashed. So if you think about a taking drugs or, or drinking even and the next day of how you feel that's what's happening when you watch porn and, and you ejaculate so you've got this crash your nuts go into overdrive because you lost a whole lot of sperm so they have to make more sperm sperm doesn't doesn't come out of nowhere right <laughs> so the so the body the nuts will shut down the body energetically or energy wise to produce more sperm and it's that tired feeling or the the release or the relaxing feeling afterwards right so then you've got your brain that wanted you to watch porn and you've got this hyped up feeling of connection and then it's an empty ejaculation we call it so it's just like why did i just do that because you had no choice basically i mean you think you have a choice you actually don't your brain needs it and it has an addiction to itself. And if you don't get it, so the shame, we need to start looking at this as um, we want to make you more sexual. We want to get you off porn and make you more sexual, connect you in with women, connect you in at the bars, get rid of the social anxiety, get rid of the depression, fix your brain after, you know, it is, rever it is reversible to a point, but it also is irreversible. People need to know that, you know, I've got guys in their 70s that haven't had an erection for 20 years. They still watch porn for two hours a day. They still fiddle with their bits that don't work. It's very, very sad. Um, and it's very, very damaging to people's lives. They want to kill themselves, a lot of them. Um, Eye-opening really, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. funny you say the, um, we used to joke about, we called it post-nut clarity. So <laughs> when you have a one-night stand, <laughs> that's yeah. when you know if you like the person or not. <laughs> but um, I want to talk about overcoming it as well. Catherine, yep. I know we're getting close to the end, but one of the questions I have, because this is where if I was a parent, I'm trying to imagine that I'm a parent now and for the young parents listening and you've got children, if you put a filter on the internet, is that a yep. good or bad thing? Because some would say that by actually denying it and not letting people find it, it means they're more likely to source it and get addicted and blah, blah, blah. But then I suppose the other side of the spectrum you're saying is so addicting that it might be too dangerous to do that. So... Before we get into overcoming yeah. it when you might have that issue, how do we actually stop it from becoming a problem? And as a parent, what do you what would you suggest? Yeah, it's it's a very grey area, isn't it? Because we're naturally curious and I, like I said, we're we're born sexual beings. And when the hormones kick in when you're a teenager, that's that's what you're looking for. And the boys will develop quicker sexually or sooner sexually than the women um, or the girls. And so you're seeking out this thing you hear of and speak of, you know, and people are sending each other stuff. But unfortunately, children don't have, and, and teenagers are children, they don't have the capacity to stop, right, because they don't understand it. They don't have the education, right? So as adults, and, if, and this is why I need to spread my word and, and educate people, is if the parents are porn addicts, what chance has the child got in terms of the ethical side of it or the science side of it or, or having those conversations with them? And kids are learning sex ed from porn, which is the worst place. Like I was better off not having any sex education and finding out myself about what an erection is, um, what happens to the penis, what ejaculation is. Um, I found all of that out on the job 
right? You know, and you're better off finding out that way because there's a person in front of you and you might get embarrassed or you might laugh. Sex isn't what you see on porn. It is unrealistic. The expectations of the body images and stuff is nasty to be putting in front of children and saying, this is what sex is. And I, I have chats with my daughter all the time about orgasm, connection, breath work, kundalini shaking, like the actual stuff that's meant to happen. You know, you feel like you're leaving your body, you feel like you're in love and you're like, where is this coming from? Like that's how it's meant to be, right? So you can get porn blockers on apps and, you know, on your phone and also the internet. They're able to see it in Google anyway. So young children, definitely make sure you've got some stuff on your computer or make sure you're there. When they're, I've never put a porn blocker on any of my stuff. My daughter is never on the internet without me around. She would die if she watched porn because she knows uh, <laughs> what I do. So it's hard because you don't want to take that away from them. You don't want to take that experience away from them when they first saw porn or they saw a dirty mag or because that, that is part of growing up, but they don't understand the addiction. So it's really important that you don't have access to porn because access to porn is what causes a porn addiction. All right. The psychologists will say it's trauma in childhood and it's escapism and you're avoiding and you're self-soothing and self-medicating. -medic yes, you're doing that, but you already had an addiction when you started doing that. So access means you'll have a porn addiction. So it's it's really up to the parents to step in and, and, and you know, you can't control your teen once he's 18, 19, but you have to have these chats with them at a really young age and they need to understand that you'll get erectile dysfunction. You know, you'll have brain damage. Well, I was also going to ask as well, and I don't want to like track backwards, but for myself personally, this is something that I've struggled with. I opened up on our podcast last week in an yeah. episode with us and and this is how we kind of got in contact with you because we were like great to actually find someone that specializes yeah. in this because this is something that i really want to work on and normalize too within like mm. the conversation the of, conversation yeah. around it like yeah it's, it's it's so much more common than what people think and i wanted to ask we were i went for a kick the footy with a couple of mates last night and i told them we yeah. were interviewing you and we're talking about soft porn and like mm. when the first time we got in touch with it and like, do you remember Zoo Magazine? Like, um, yeah, yeah, like yeah. We Men's talking, Health like, Magazine. The, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, SBS. SBS. Like, <laughs> is is that is it is that the taster? Like, all it takes is a little taste to go. What else is out there? We now define porn. So, okay, so if you've already been watching porn and we're trying to get you to recover, you can't look at soft porn because you're in recovery, right? So, Instagram, OnlyFans, TikTok. If you're masturbating over it, or it's making you feel like you want to masturbate, we have to get rid of it, right? And so we clear all of that while we're doing the brain work and, and clearing the addiction. If you're masturbating over it, it's considered visual. It's considered porn, right? And even erotic fiction now, any verbal or podcasty, whatever, uh, if it's talking to you and you're masturbating over it then it's it it all falls in the same category so you're using an external tool to get off instagram is is the biggest one people uh you know i dated a guy and he said oh i don't have a porn addiction anymore and i'm like cool and i was laying next to him in bed and our girls were all like jumping all over us and stuff he's scrolling through facebook she's bent over her boobs are out she's in a provocative i'm like 
that doesn't look like my Facebook feed. Like, what is going on? And I didn't even know that stuff was on Facebook. I knew it was on Instagram, but I just said to him, can you put your phone away? I don't, I don't want you looking at that stuff next to me. Like, how humiliating is that? Uh, but our little girls are running around like, what is going on? I said, you, you definitely need to do some work around this. Uh, and he wouldn't. So we broke up. <laughs> oh, fair enough. We're running out of time. I mean, I've got sure. so many questions. I'd love to go down that path of, of sort of soft porn only fans. Only fans it's it's yeah. a, such a huge sort of issue at the moment. But let's yeah. talk about your book, Catherine, because it's, it is, okay. like you said, it's coming out next week. Oh, well, yep. by the time this podcast is released, it'll be the next day. So we want to make you an Amazon bestseller awesome. as well. So nice. we got to talk about we got to talk about how we can do that for you. But firstly, what what yeah. is in the book? I know it's it's a Bible sized book, isn't it? It's huge. Yes, I don't have it with me, but um, it's called The Uncensored Threat: Losing Generations to Pornography. And as I you may have got a guest, I treat man. I think eighty six was my oldest client, and you know I can't treat kids, but we're we're seeing them come through on Instagram. They contact me all the time at age thirteen. Um, and I think their men contacting me and they're like, I've got this porn addiction and I've got erectile dysfunction and, and they're talking. Okay. And I'm like, hang on a sec. How old are you? And they're like, I'm 12, 13. I'm like, fuck. So I wanted to release, this is a tell all book. This is every time I piped up as a woman and said, we've got a massive problem here. We've got toxic masculinity, sex trafficking, domestic violence, sexual assault, you know, just the me too movement. All of this is connected to porn. Everyone was like, Ooh, Oh, they didn't want to know about it. They're happy to talk about the porn addiction and the science side of it, but not the moral side of it. And um, as a woman, I got slammed um, and told I didn't know what I was talking about. And I've lost friends over this, like my own friends where they've said, you know, I just don't like, you know, if someone sent me a dick pic, I'd name and shame and that's my policy in my business and my friends would be like, you should be treating these men. These men have problems. You should be compassionate to them. I'm like, hang on a second. Just because you got a porn addiction doesn't mean you have to have no manners and disrespect women, right? So uh, I wrote this book. It's my professional voice and my personal voice coming together. Finally, that's what's happened over the journey of writing the book. It's got my own stuff in there, which is a little bit scary. So my dating life, my sexual assault, my experience with men who I now know, you know, I look back at what they did to me and around me and, and um, expected me to do. So I talk about that. I talk, there are stories in there from other women who have been partners of porn addicts. And we've also got men in there who have, who are bravely anonymously talking about their porn addiction. It basically takes people through the recovery process as well and what it's doing to the brain. And there's a whole lot of tools in the back um, on how to actually overcome this, um, how to do lingam reflexology, which is penis massage to uh, work with the energy in the organs. I teach you energy work and breath work and masturbation techniques and all the things. So it's, it's, it's the biggest book they've ever published. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I just had to keep going. I had to keep writing and writing and writing until it all came out. Um, and then I had to try and pull it all together and release it without absolute fear. Um, so that's been my personal journey of getting to the point where, you know, we're five days out and all of my warts and all are about to be, you know, put out there. And we're not shaming men. We are talking about the seething core of society. So if you look at all these other problems and at the base of that is porn, if we get rid of porn, then all of these problems start to go away. So it's really important that we address 
the whole thing because we are losing generations of men to pornography then you can't be present in sex if you if you're watching porn and you won't know the difference the most rewarding part of my job is when i get a text message from someone i treated a while ago and they say oh my god i just had sex for the first time without having being under the influence of porn and mm. oh my god i nearly like came three times and she was like my head nearly blew off and you know and i think i really like this girl and like i'm you know and i'm teaching them how to date how to talk to women how to do all of that so the book is is coming out wednesday the links will be on all of my social media not on my website i haven't got time to update that <laughs> so it's integrated men's health on facebook snapchat instagram and linkedin it will be 99 cents for the ebook for 24 hours it's a special deal that we're doing because we want to touch as many lives as we can but i also want to reach bestseller and that's how we do it okay so if you are listening to this podcast on the day of its release or the days leading up 99 cents that's a bloody good deal and if you're listening in the future which you might be it could be years down the track so you can still get a copy of that of the physical book but yeah i think yeah. it's something that i know we'll both Definitely. buy a copy there's so much information in there i just want to acknowledge you because for me personally it's really made me rethink the way i look at porn awesome. and also the understanding that like there is there is an issue there and it's never it's yeah. never being looked at it's never it's just been pushed aside and um i just want to thank you and I'm looking forward to hopefully staying in touch with you uh, for yeah, sure definitely. going forward. Yeah, I'll turn you guys into sex gods before, before <laughs> the end say, of the well, year. There's, there's <laughs> everything Dost just said, but there's also, like you're saying, there's this whole other opportunity out there for everybody, which is really cool, another cool perspective to look at. And I also want to acknowledge your bravery as well, as you've spoken about. It's a difficult thing to talk about. We talk, yeah. like we said, we talk about mental health, we talk about... All these addictions, but we don't talk about porn. Doss said we need to normalize talking about the problem of porn. So thank you for being so brave and outspoken and not afraid. It, it's it is really touching lives, I can tell. And the fact that you've copped some heat for it, like you mentioned. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. you for it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm happy to give away. Um, I've got a free ebook that we can link people into um, somewhere. And so they can get a taste for what, you know, reading about what I've said today. I've also got a two week challenge, which is normally $17. And I'm happy to give that to your listeners for free today, Definitely. which is a, a conscious self pleasure exercise. The only problem is they'll have to, they'll have to contact you or, or you'll have to get their email address for that okay. to happen. Yep. Um, so, but I'm happy to give that away for free today too thank you well i guess we'll wrap that up there Catherine. beautiful Uh, thank you so much for your time and we're looking forward to staying in touch yes very good thank you